0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to be back with my next episode of Rewarding Conversations as I am here with Sarah Parr. Sarah, thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am too. Um, So I met, I always introduce how I meet people. Um, Sarah is somebody that I actually uh, know from kind of the filmmaking community in the Cleveland area. And I had done a few different uh, films that I think I did casting for that you might have auditioned for me for. Is that what it was? I believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I remember that I particularly really liked one of your auditions that you did for me. And when I was thinking about people having on here, I thought to myself, oh, you know what, I should go back and invite the people on that gave me a good audition. So, um, so I reached out to you and asked you and you very graciously said yes. So thank you.
1: Oh, wow. Thank you for your kind words. That's so nice
0: yeah absolutely um so you are somebody that's definitely not one note i would say you're involved in a bunch of different things and from your instagram um which is sarah with an h smiles with a z 16 um so that's just for the listeners out there s-a-r-a-h-s-m-i-l-e-z 16 uh so that is sarah's instagram if you want to check her out and i definitely encourage everybody to do that Um, but sarah you list yourself primarily as an actor um, and that is how i met you so we'll definitely talk about that but also. So something really interesting is a freelance copywriter. Now, I almost want to get to that a little bit sooner because I don't see many actors that are also freelance copywriters. Um, So talk to me about, you know, how did you get into that? Is that something that you studied or you just kind of picked up on the side? Like, how did you get into copywriting?
1: Yeah, cool. Awesome. So first of all, thank you for the uh, plug for Instagram. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) uh, For freelance copywriting, so I uh, graduated college in, uh, May, 2020. So I was classic COVID-19, you know, kind of going into the job market, confused, scared, depressed that we had an anticlimactic end to college. Um, you know, a lot of us didn't really know what to do or like where to go. Um, so I went back home to New Jersey, my parents' house for spring break, didn't come back to campus until after graduation and, you know, cleaning out the dorms and everything. And in that interval, um, it was my first time Like, yes, I was taking online classes to like finish my degree, but it was the first time that I was at home and didn't like have an internship lined up. I wasn't like scheduled in a very strict routine that I was very used to uh, growing up. So I had time to like venture into potential, the lifestyle that is not a nine to five that I knew I didn't really want, but you kind of feel pressured into doing that after college because that's kind of like the quote unquote mark of success. And I remember I saw an ad on Instagram. I feel like 2020 is when Instagram started pushing their shopping feature and really, you know, every three posts is a sponsored ad sort of thing. Um, And I saw Sarah Turner, who she has a great YouTube channel, a lot of free content, um, a lot about like you're uh, owning a business and being a freelance copywriter. So if you're interested in any of that, highly recommend you check her out. Um, But I saw what she was... um, kind of promoting and like I never really thought about copywriting specifically like I always knew that I enjoyed writing and you see digital ads all the time someone has to write those commercials that you see on tv someone has to write the billboards that you see when you're driving um, and the email communications that you get so there's a lot of writing that goes on that a lot of people don't think about you say oh I want to be a writer people immediately think that you want to be a nonfiction author you want to be a poet there's you want to be a playwright so I kind of got into like the more communication side of things, the advertising, marketing side of things. Um, and I've had marketing internships, PR, insur- ugh, PR internships, um, but advertising, copywriting and marketing specifically, those were things that I didn't really get to do in college. Um, I worked on the student newspaper as the director of business and social media editor, um, you know, climbing through the ranks of my four years. That's something that's been a constant for me. Um, and those positions kind of gave me a lot of the tools to, uh, get into this and build my portfolio. And I have like five different resumes for the different things that I do. And I feel like we already went off on a tangent. So feel free to reel me uh, back. in. No, no.
0: Part (laughs) of this podcast is the tangents. It's people's lives and just what they think and what they feel. So I love it. I love it. Keep talking.
1: Okay. Um, Oh my God, where did we even leave so, off?
0: So I guess my one of my questions that I definitely have is, you know, have you actually started doing it? Like, have you actually started copywriting for businesses or whatever it may be? And if so, what was that very first one like for you? Were you like, oh my gosh, I'm really doing this? Was there imposter syndrome? Like, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so I actually started copywriting like a month or two after graduation when I was going into a, a bunch of other things that I was doing. Um, and, you know, a couple of years later, I've, worked with marketing communication agencies and advertising agencies in Cleveland. I've written emails for um, a university. I've written social media posts for a skincare company. Um, I've worked with a lot of startups and agencies, and I really like uh, doing that. My first time copywriting, though, um, one of Sarah Turner's big things about pitching yourself and your work, like, yes, you have your writing portfolio, which I had a lot of stuff from um, from my college newspaper experience with articles and social media posts and things to get me started there. Um, she's really big on hitting potential clients pain points and why they need you, like what yeah. they're missing. Yeah. Um, right. Cause if you just send out like, Hey, I'm looking for work. If you got anything like that, what makes you different there? Right. Yeah. Everyone's looking for work. Um, so the first uh, company I actually reached out to and did copywriting work for was, a um kind of a an acting real making service like you know those uh companies that will write a scene for you and they'll hire an actor right um so it was actually one of those there was an app that i got um because remember this was also at the same time where i was looking for any acting work any sort of way to get into that industry as well and I came across this app and I researched it and I saw that they had a blog tab on their website. So I clicked on it and there was nothing there. It like linked back to the contact page or something. And I thought, oh, interesting, maybe I could do something with this. So I sent them you know, a nice little email, spent a million hours trying to perfect it, right? Um, basically I said, hey, I'm an actor and a writer and I was really interested in learning about your services and, you know what you do in the community and so I you know clicked on your blog hoping to learn more and I found that it didn't link to a blogger that there wasn't anything there so um, if you're ever looking for blogs or freelance writers to contribute to uh, to help that out I would love to be kept in mind um, here's my portfolio if you're interested here's how to contact me I you know looking forward to hearing about you and learning more about your services right so Yeah. And that yielded a response. And then I I hopped on a Zoom call with the uh, founder of it. And then I ended up writing two different um, profiles for different actors that they've worked with, who's gone on to book like um, TV shows and streaming network shows, co-stars, guest stars. um, And I got to watch interviews that they actually did with them prior to COVID. um, And I was able to write blogs off of that. So yeah, I would say that's a pretty fun way to combine my love of writing with acting and learning more about the industry and the fact that that was my first copywriting gig. I'm super grateful for that.
0: That's really cool. Um, (laughs) I I think it's neat whenever you can combine multiple interest levels and multiple Mm -hmm. places of oh, I like this and I like this and not having to choose between the two and able to do yeah. both, you know, I think it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you see that going? Like, do you, do you ideally see the copyright, you know, freelancing going far and the acting kind of taking the backseat or the acting going further? Or do you want to really do both? Because I would imagine it would be really hard to do both like fully, right?
1: Yeah, um, it would definitely be hard to do both fully. But one of the great things about being able to do multiple things is, you're able to kind of give and take whatever needs more time and more dedication from you. So like if I, which I did, if I booked a commercial in Indianapolis for a three day shoot and I had to drive there, right? Like that's a, that's a five hour drive. So that's not nothing. Um, You know, that's four or so days that I had to dedicate to being on set and acting and, and all that stuff. But I could also go back to the hotel, you know, check my emails, do a couple Facebook ads, you know, get started on a newsletter draft. Like the great thing about freelance copywriting is if you have your computer with you, you can do it anywhere. Like even if you have your phone with you, like I started writing like academic papers on my phone when I was in college because my computer kind of crashed. And so anyway, I've learned how to like use the resources that I have. um, And so I'm able to do that. And then if acting work is slow or any other production work is slow, um, I use that time to you know, use Google and see, are there any new advertising agencies in the area? Are there any new startups in the spaces that I'm interested in? Um, Who can I reach out to now? And like, how can I use this time effectively to get work in a week or two? So um, yeah, I would say, I mean, acting has always been a dream since you were little. And then you kind of put it in the backseat because you think that it's not meant for you. You're not good enough. It's such a hard life, which, you know. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's also not impossible. So, I, I like being able to balance um, to balance what I need when and, and take from what I am able to do.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I'm always curious whenever you know, as a filmmaker in the area, I meet a lot of different kinds of actors and, you know, PAs and DPs and, you know, sound engineers and everything. And I'm always interested in where the passion comes from. Where does that originate from? Because for me, like good old fashioned, I'm a movie geek. I always have been. People in high school were like, you're going to film school, right? And I was like, no. And they're like, why not? And for me, I didn't want to turn my passion into work. I just, at that time in my life, I wasn't ready. And I didn't want to turn what I loved into my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to become cynical about it. I didn't want to become bitter about it. And now that I'm older, you know, I was like, okay, now's the right time. So I just started writing and then creating. And and you got to take a lot of steps on your own and really put yourself out there. So for me... I'm a behind the scenes person, right? I did plays in school. I love improv. I think improv is one of the coolest things in the world because it scares me and I love anything that scares me. But for me, I'm a behind the scenes person and a lot of actors that I worked with said, Oh, do you have any interest in being in front of the camera? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not even trying to hitchcock it and make little appearances or, you know, Tarantino it or anything like that. I was like, I'm good behind the camera. So whenever I meet people that, you know, they want to be in front of the camera, you know, I'm always curious as to where did that come from for you. Like, where did that kind of bug, you know, kind of bite you? Because you said, you know, as a little kid, blah blah blah, and then you don't think you're good enough. You know, were were you in plays and stuff all growing up? Did it happen a little bit later for you? How did that kind of acting bug start for you?
1: I grew up in a family that definitely appreciated the arts. Um, my brother plays like seven instruments or something like that. Um, I was never, (laughs) yeah, I was never really the instrument kind of person, but I grew up dancing. So, um, you know, as I got older, I started dancing, you know, like 12 hours a week and multiple different kinds of genres. Um, So, I mean, there's the artistic, there's the performing aspect from that. Uh, When I was little and I played with dolls, like Barbies, Polly Pockets, Bratz, Wings Club, like all of them, I loved just coming up with stories and like playing with them and and it's so funny because my mom would would tell me like whenever i asked her to play with me she would always try to contribute to the story and i'd be like no this is what's happening and i would like kind wrong, of direct, mom, i guess
0: <laughs> mom what is wrong with you that's not what's happening <laughs>
1: Yeah, so um, there was that, and then I also lived around the corner from a playhouse, the Forum Theater in Metuchen, New Jersey, so we would always see plays there, um, so between all of that, and then also, of course, I I watched TV, um, and I remember, like, watching the Teletubbies and thinking, wow, I would love to jump into the TV and do that with them and be there, um, so... Yeah, I've kind of always really enjoyed it. And then in middle school and high school, I did the school plays. I took a couple of acting classes. Um, Yeah, and like I didn't even think I was going to major in theater in college. I just, when anyone would say like, oh, do you think you're going to do this professionally? Are you going to major in theater? I would always have that canned response of like, oh no, I think I'm going to, you know, I want to do this as a hobby. Like I'll probably do student clubs and things like that, but I don't think I'm going to do it professionally, right? Um, And then... After my first year of college, I declared a triple major in theater, English, and cognitive science and focused on the acting track, which basically just meant that you took a few more acting classes um, for the major. And yeah, between student organizations and film clubs and classes and all that stuff, uh, it's kind of always been a part of my life. But um, I didn't think that I'd be able to do anything with it professionally until like the summer of my junior year of college. And that's when I started submitting to different agencies and things like that. And now I'm signed with a few different agencies and I'm on another kick for other regions and putting my, you know, 2022 reel together. And and that's been really cool also to see how my first reel that I put together in 2020 came from like four different years. I was just trying to scramble for some uh, film footage that I could use and now everything in the reel is from 2021. So that's been really cool to like see the progression of that as well.
0: I think something that's really cool that I want to comment on is you grew up in a family that supported creativity and art. And I know a lot of people grew up in families that don't support that and they almost have to break free of that and be their Mm -hmm. own person. And I think it's really great that you came up in a family that supported, you know, the arts and things like that. That's always an awesome thing that I always... I try to make clear to people because I did not. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try to make clear of people how important that is and how kind of uh, life shaping that is, if you will, yeah. because, you know, I know a lot of people who did come up in very creative supportive families and people who came up in very, Oh, you mean that stupid stuff, that acting stuff, you'll never make it. Why do you even blah, blah, blah. And that type of negativity, um, I think is just so toxic and it drives me crazy, you know, uh, Kids are supposed to have dreams. That's liter- that's, you know, mm-hmm. ad- and, and now we, we're just learning recently that it's okay for adults to have dreams too, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But as a kid, you're supposed to be a dreamer. You're supposed to think about the impossible. You're supposed to want to strive and achieve. And I think it's cool that you had a family that supported that. So that's really neat. Um, so, in terms of, you know, where you see things going, are you still right now in the Cleveland area?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the Cleveland area. I'm 10 minutes away from my alma mater, uh, Case Western. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I moved back out here after graduation.
0: Do you plan to stay in this area or do you have plans to to go somewhere else in the future?
1: I have no plans right now. I'm, I'm happy where I am. And I mean, there are a few reasons I came back to Cleveland. Number one, I wanted to be near my friends who were still in school. And, you know, I wanted to be near my professors and my mentors. Um, and I also wanted to make sure that I was being accessible if I booked a job with my Cleveland agency, because that didn't happen in 2020, but it did happen in 2021, which is better than nothing. So, very um, true. yeah, I, I'm happy to be here and like, you, you could say that, oh, yeah, I want to go to New York City or I want to go to L.A. or Atlanta. But, like, not that I have firsthand experience with any of that. But, like, if you think it's hard to make it in Cleveland, you're in for a rude awakening in those yes. other areas. Um, and as someone who came from New Jersey, um, over the summer after I graduated college, while I was doing copywriting and stuff like that, I did actually... Work on some productions in New York City. I worked as a production assistant and eventually a COVID compliance officer, which I've been able to bring those skills um, back out here to Cleveland and work on various uh, projects. But even in, in New York City, it was it was really cool because I was working with people who have been on Broadway and who, you know, regularly act and are on TV shows, and that was is a really cool. Like network to build and to see where they are in their lives and how they they got there and you know like I'm a new graduate of a theater program and I've never really worked professionally on film before so I just I knew that I wanted to make sure that I was I guess honing my skills and making the connections I needed out here and then, you know, we'll see what happens in a year because with the yeah. pandemic and everything else that we've learned, you never know what's going to happen in a year. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. And and I really like that. Um, I like that, you know, you're not just trying to rush, rush. Okay, you know, well, I'm interested in acting, so I'm going to LA immediately. You know, I know a lot of people who are doing, especially Atlanta. Atlanta mm-hmm. is just the place that everybody's going. Mm-hmm. and I know people that are going to Austin and LA and Atlanta, um, you know, and I try to tell people that aren't from this area. I'm like Cleveland has a really amazing filmmaking community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are of course, the bad apples that are everywhere. Um, yeah. but in general, I have met so many amazing people in this filmmaking community here, uh, you know, whether in front of the camera or behind the scenes that, have been so supportive and helpful and understanding and have taught me so many things. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of the community that we have in this area in Ohio, you know, all over Ohio. I'm really proud of that community. And I think it's something special that people don't know about enough. Um, cool. And, you know, I, it's just, it's something that I really enjoy being a part of and I think you're a really nice addition to that community. So I'm glad you're staying oh. in the Cleveland area, at least oh, for right thank now.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. do no, happy um, to be here.
0: And then something else that I'm always curious about in terms of future, if you could pick your project, right? If, if somebody just laid something out in front of you, uh, Mm -hmm. first part of the question is what genre do you really love and that you want to be a part of? And second part is, are you going, are you going theater? Are you going film or are you going like, you know, television, you know, Netflix show original, Amazon original, like what's that kind of, you know, top of the mountain reach for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say to answer the second part of your question first, I think TV is definitely a big goal because um, you don't like you have a lot of people making short films, which is awesome. But I don't know. I I would like to be a part of a TV show. I think that was always a goal. I think that would be super yeah. cool. Um, so that would be the goal. And then the first part of the question, um, I... My choice would be something that's very grounded in reality. Um, I really like exploring that side of acting and other people and situations that you could be in, but because it's it's just you, it's just your life. You don't have... You're not in, like, all these different situations. But I like being able to see what other people experience that could be on a day-to-day basis. So probably maybe like a dramedy, I don't know. I feel like I tend to get cast in comedies. Um, So like I either would be fine. I would like an opportunity to like have a huge rant um, and just have that come from like my core, if that makes sense. So like someone who's my age, because also with me, This has happened ever since I was, you know, younger, like people always thought that I was older than I was. So I never really got to play like a teenager or like I'm 23, but I haven't gotten cast as a college student. Right. Um, So someone who's my age or maybe a little younger, a rant, TV. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it. I think that's great. And what's really interesting is the type of kind of genre that you really like is, oddly enough how I make most of my films which Mm -hmm. is based in grounded reality things that could happen to people and I don't dip into really any fantasy or anything like that Uh, my next film coming up is the most into sort of weird I've ever gotten but it's still just absolutely based and grounded in real conversations and everything the Mm -hmm. thing that interests me the most is the stuff that happens to us every day I think that's the most interesting thing because it's also the most relatable thing I get it. Every once in a while, you just want to mentally check out and watch Starship Mm -hmm. Troopers or something like that, where you don't have to put any work into it um, (laughs) and you can just enjoy the ride. Um, Mm -hmm. But in general, I really like things that are based in, you know, you can put yourself in that situation. Oh, I've had a conversation like that. Oh, I've felt that way. I've thought that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something that is sort of universally relatable that people really connect with. So um, I can definitely see you involved in that but you're just like i want to go on a rant and play a college age kid like i just want to just let me rant
1: honestly yes
0: please. I'll I'll write something original for you just to, just to let you just rant and go, go off. Um, this is really cool, Sarah. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. It's, it's neat to kind of get into the mindset of somebody who is involved in the acting community, but also has other interests and freelance copywriting, I think is super cool. So, um, if any of the listeners out there, if, if, you know, you guys have multiple interests or, you know, you're interested in multiple things or maybe want some advice on how to get in some freelance copywriting, reach out to Sarah. I don't mean to throw you out there and, (laughs) advertising Sarah like that but um you know I'm
1: always happy to connect with people my LinkedIn is in my Instagram bio weirdly enough um but yeah you're welcome to reach out love chatting with people
0: yeah very cool um so before we get out of here I have my five question Q&A are you ready
1: oh boy oh
0: boy what is your favorite late night snack
1: my favorite late night snack uh I've been digging popcorn recently the microwave popcorn
0: Oddly enough. Okay. This is strange. Uh, the number one answer that I've gotten is popcorn.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So how, how, what kind of popcorn? Like, is it the, the quick stuff? Is it homemade? You know, what do you put on it?
1: Uh, I actually just got back from the grocery store and I got some pop secret home style butter. I think it was. Um, but also like Cheez-Its also have the key to my heart. So Whatever's on sale, if so I'm being good. completely honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever whatever's economically most feasible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your dream vacation?
1: Oh, my dream vacation, okay, I've never been to like an all an all included resort. I love food and being able to eat as much as you want just sounds like the coolest so good. experience. Yeah. Right.
0: I always jokingly say I base my vacations around restaurants that I want to go to.
1: <laughs> I don't joke when I say that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I know. No, I mean, I say it like as a joke, but like it's factual. Yeah. Um, what is something that makes you sad?
1: Oh, something that makes me sad. Uh, so obviously uh, we had a lot of snow over the past couple of days. Yes, um, we did. Yeah. So. When I'm in my warm bed, I feel simultaneously grateful and sad that not everyone experiences that and yeah. not by a long shot for a yeah. lot of people.
0: Yeah, um, the opposite of that, what, what is something that makes you happy?
1: Hmm. Something that Just makes me besides happy-
0: Besides Cheez-Its and popcorn.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, now that you say that, I don't know if there's um Yeah, anything, right, there but, you go. Um, If I had to pick, Uh, something that makes me happy is when I introduce two people that I know and they end up doing something really great. Or like one of them advances their career because someone else has an opportunity for them. Like you don't know how much you're doing by just introducing two people. And I live by that. I love connecting with people and I love having people take advantage of the resources that they have and doing their best with that.
0: See what you just said made me happy because Uh that is absolutely one of my favorite things about doing this podcast. I, people have connected with each other through, you know, finding people that follow me have, you know, seen episodes that they've really liked and they've reached out to those people that they had on and they've become friends. And that's, I was so for sure. I a hundred percent agree. It's one of the coolest feelings. Um, last question, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Uh, I would probably say, uh, Mm. I know what I want to say, but I'm trying to think about the best way to say it. Um, it is always more interesting to be and instead of or. And that comes from The share Show, which we did not talk about on this podcast, but I saw The share Show the summer of my junior year. Um, I, I saw it on Broadway and it like flipped a switch for me because at that time I was working a PR internship, which combined, you know, marketing and writing and things that I enjoyed, right? But I and it's nothing against the company that I did it with. There were great people there, but I just learned that it wasn't for me. Um one of my tasks as an intern was to like Uber some hats to this video shoot. Um and I saw that they were unloading the truck with like all the gear and the cameras and I was like, wow, that's so cool. I've never experienced anything like that. So um, you know, I really wasn't doing a ton at the office. Like I was just maybe going over some you know, Googling market research type stuff. So I texted my boss and I was like, Hey, do you mind? Like, could I like stay and see if they need any help or like assistance with the video shoot? Um, and she texted back. She was like, no, we really don't get involved with that. I can elaborate more. Um, when you get back to the office, we can talk about it. Um, and basically it's just like conflict of interest. They don't want them taking advantage of me as a PR intern and like PR and production if they're not on the same, if they're not from the same uh, agency, it can be very uh, different. So I understand that, but also nothing is worse than being in the same backyard, but not being able to cross over a fence to see someone. Right. Um, So that's when I learned very quickly. It was like a lot of stuff just kind of made sense to me. And that's what made me think like, what are you doing? Why are you playing? Like, go, go, take voice lessons, go submit to these agencies. If you actually want to do this, you need to take the steps to do it because no, no one's gonna give you the opportunities. You have to make them for yourself and you have to go after it and uh, you know, be kind along the way, but you know, you gotta do what's best for you and what you want.
0: I almost freaked out when you said about the and not or. Uh, I was literally like talking about it yesterday. Like, really? no joke. So that was really, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that was weird. <laughs> <what
1: you're> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it was, yeah, you definitely clicked and I completely agree with you. I'm exactly the same way. Um, I believe, I mean, really what you said, you know, really nicely kind of sums it up is I always believe that everybody should go for what they want, mm-hmm. go for what you feel, pursue your passions and your dreams, but you can do it with kindness. You can yeah. do it without being, you know, a bad person. You can do it without you know, elbowing people to try to get ahead of them and things like that, you know, pursue your passions and go for what you want. Um, but but do it with a heart, you know. Um, and I think you'll find that at the end of the day, you can get to where you want to get and you still like who you are as a person, which I think is kind of important. So
1: 100%. Yes.
0: Sarah, thank you for being on here.
1: Thank you so much. This was so much fun.
0: Uh, everybody out there listening, Sarah Parr, uh, she's in the Cleveland area. I will include um, all of her links and description and stuff below. Um, But thank you uh, for being here, Sarah. I look forward to seeing what you do. And hopefully we can work together sometime in the future.
1: Yes, would love that. Thank you. For
0: all of you out there, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.